It is our choices that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. J.K. Rowling. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. This is episode number three. And today we are going to talk about empathy. First of all, I would like to thank Melissa for her suggestion on, oh boy, don't mind that sound, that's my mud flap. I would like to thank her for her suggestion to discuss empathy. And I actually assembled some notes. I think when we have actual topics that we're going to discuss, I will run off a brief show note that I assemble the day of or day prior to the recording, and I'd like to begin with that now. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, this is the definition of empathy. The action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another, of either the past or present, without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. All right. And second, from Wikipedia, we read that empathy is the capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing from within their frame of reference. That is, the capacity to place oneself in another position. Definitions of empathy encompass a broad range of emotional states. Types of empathy include cognitive empathy, emotional or affective empathy, and somatic empathy. Now, if we dig into the etymology of the word, which I think is always a fun and fascinating thing to do when exploring something, we read that the English word empathy is derived from the ancient Greek word empathia, meaning physical affection or passion. This in turn comes from in, at, and pathos, passion or suffering. The term was adapted by Hermann Lotz and Robert Vischer to create the German word Einflung, or feeling into. This was described for the first time in English by the British critic and author Vernon Lee who explained the word sympathy with feeling is exercised only when our feelings enter and are absorbed into the form we perceive. Einflung was officially translated by Edward B. Tickner in 1909 into the English word empathy. However, in modern Greek, that's written in Greek, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing that, Uh, That word means, depending on context, prejudice, malevolence, malice, and hatred. So, the word empathy is relatively new. It's only been around for about 110 years. So, what was interesting is when Melissa suggested that this was the topic that she would like to hear me think about, I thought, oh, okay. Initially, it was very good. I'm 
I, I understand empathy. Um, maybe I'll just wing it. But the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized I didn't understand. I understood the concept, but I didn't understand the root of it. Okay, so basically we read that there are several different ways in which empathy is classified. And it looks like it's generally divided into two of those three major components. Effective empathy, cognitive empathy, and then somatic empathy. And I'm going to focus on effective empathy and cognitive empathy. Because somatic is really, as far as I could tell just from a brief read, more about the physical touch and understanding. Not, not even the understanding, just the physical component of empathy. For example, when someone gets hurt, we give them a hug, we make them feel better, we try to understand where they're coming from, okay? So, effective empathy is also called emotional empathy, or the capacity to respond with an appropriate emotion to another's mental state. The key point there is the capacity to respond. Cognitive empathy, on the other hand, is the capacity to understand another's perspective or mental state. And then, if we read on throughout the notes on Wikipedia, there are 20 different bullet points that discuss empathy in greater detail. And since I'm at a stop sign, I am going to read through those real quick. Development, which is uh, evolutionary, ontogenetic individual differences, sex differences, environmental influences, empathetic anger and distress, influence on helping behavior, genetics, uh, discussion or dialogue on empathy in educational contexts, intercultural contexts, and applications of empathy, practical issues of and with empathy, ethical issues, empathetic distress fatigue, disciplinary approaches. And then there's six additional topics that you can see on Wikipedia. And if you'd like to see the show notes that I am going off of, I have posted them there for your reference. And in reading about this very quickly this morning and assembling these show notes, the two things, like I said, that it stuck out to me the most were the simple statements regarding the classification of empathy, specifically with regard to effective empathy or the capacity to respond and cognitive empathy, which is the capacity to understand. And both of those apply to someone else's mental state. All right, where do we go from here? For me, empathy is for lack of a better term, awareness. 
And before I go any further, I think empathy is has become a bit of a buzzword, if you will. A buzzword in the world of self-help. A buzzword in the world of, you know, personal coaching and, and development. And we have a lot of people that identify with the word. And a lot of things that I read on social media, people almost going so far as to claim the victim role, saying that I'm an empath, I'm an empath. And that has been my observation over the past few years, and it's really crystallized this morning as I assembled these notes, because, like I said, the more I thought about it, in order to articulate my thoughts, I wanted to look this up, and the more I read about it, and this is just in 10 minutes of assembling some bullet points for discussion this morning on the morning commute. For those who don't know, I'm driving. Um, I'm sure you can hear that and previously were aware of it when I referenced being at a stop sign. But since the word has only been around in the English language since 1909, that gives us literally one century of use in the English language. One century of context, one century of actual application in the manner in which we speak. And I believe there are many other people who, if they actually looked into it, would share the perspective that I have, which is when we think we understand, the reality is we do not. And this awareness, this mindfulness of other people, and the ability to, or the capacity, rather, the capacity to respond and the capacity to understand, it takes a lot of work. And this idea of all-around growth, or just a more comprehensive approach to personal growth and development is something that indeed requires a lot of work. It not only requires book knowledge and the understanding of what it takes to be and the understanding of what it takes to do these things that allow us to be mindful to be aware, but ultimately it takes action. And like the quote of the morning, it is our choices that show us, or rather, it is our choices that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. That's a quote by J.K. Rowling, and I, I, I'm, I'm not inclined to disagree with that, but our choices are simply that. They're our choices. But what really 
shows what we truly are are the action that we take. For example, three frogs sit on a log and one decides to jump off. Or in this context of the word, one chooses to jump off. How many frogs remain? Three. Until one of those frogs takes action, the decision or the choice to jump off a log is simply that. It is a decision or a choice. So, how that relates to empathy when we begin to understand this, this word, when we begin to understand the context of it, and, and, and more specifically, I, I'm going to refer to mindfulness, and uh, when, we, when we begin to understand that with regard to others, understanding is one thing, but doing the work is another. So for those of us who are interested in all-around growth, for those of us who are interested in personal growth and development, this isn't just a skill that we develop, like riding a bicycle. I guess in a way it is. At some point we learn, we practice, and we get better. So we can continue riding a bicycle and be mediocre, and that's what most of us are. I mean, personally, I haven't ridden a bicycle in, in years. But when we decide to act and implement this book knowledge into our lives, we begin to further our own capacity to respond with an appropriate emotion to another's mental state. We begin to further our capacity to understand another's perspective or mental state. And as I look at this, we respond and understand with emotion and perspective. But how do we act on that? What does that mean? And I think as we draw to a conclusion, that's going to be something, uh, something worthwhile and, and something important to think about, is we can be empathetic towards others and have the capacity to respond and the capacity to understand but what do we do with it? That's the important thing. We can understand empathy. We can understand effective empathy and we can understand cognitive empathy. But I think it only really begins to take shape when we act accordingly and make change and our own behaviors. So, think about that. 
Book knowledge is one thing. Decision is one thing. But action is another thing completely. So hopefully that all made sense. Um, it wasn't really the direction that I was thinking the dialogue and the discussion was going to go with regard to empathy, but it was interesting, and uh, I'm glad it went the way that it did. So, Melissa, thanks again for the suggestion of the topic. It turned out in a way that I did not expect, and nevertheless, I'm grateful for the suggestion, and I hope to hear more from you. That's you, Melissa, and you, the other listener out there. That's right, you. So check out the podcast, All Around Growth. Subscribe to it if you haven't already. And if you're on Facebook, check out the All Around Growth Facebook group. Interact with us and share your input. Let us know what you'd like to hear. And stay tuned for more because there's going to be more ways to build and develop the community that we already have. Interesting ways like a group on Discord and maybe even a Telegram channel. But we'll touch more on that later. And thanks for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And remember, try to make someone else's day great as well. By not only being mindful of what empathy is, but by trying to practice it as well in your own life with the people who need it the most. Thanks, everyone. Take care.